Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. Members of the Flat Earth Society claim to believe the Earth is flat. Walking around on the planet's surface, it looks like it feels flat, so they deem all evidence to the contrary, such as satellite photos of Earth as a sphere to be fabrications of round Earth conspiracy orchestrated by NASA and other government agencies. With me today is a new guest, Shelly. And welcome, Shelly. How are you? Hey, welcome. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. And Kevin, we've had Kevin on for uh, several episodes. Hello, everyone. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Shelly. Okay, let's see. Um, I went into the flat earth kicking and screaming, wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. A friend of mine had started talking about uh, the flat earth, and he was... Um, very intriguing to listen to his own show, his radio show. His name was Rob Skiba, and he had done some research on the giants. So I followed Skiba for a while, and all of a sudden he starts talking about this flat earth thing. And um, me being a graduate of West Point, I was a you know big fan of, of Buzz Aldrin, and, and he was an alumni there. And I thought, how in the world could this guy even go there, right? Um, and in fact, my story to Flat Earth actually goes beyond that and further back. But um, I went to space camp when I was, you know, 12 years old. I met Alan B. Shepard, and um, I went into West Point to become an astronaut. And so hearing this idea of a flat Earth, you know, I just like, I was out to prove him wrong so i started researching it and that was the, probably the worst thing i could have done because i became a bona fide flat earther um yeah the research just i couldn't i couldn't believe that there's absolutely no evidence of a moon landing and uh, when we go out and measure the curve we cannot uh, measure it you know according to nasa and of, of science in general if we have a circumference of an earth that's um, roughly 24,000 miles in circumference, we can use uh, geometry and we can use algebra to determine what should the curve be. And it roughly works out to be about eight inches per mile squared. And we've gone out on different expeditions, uh, different projects to try to, to measure the curve of the earth. And the bottom line is we see too far. And so I just... <laughs> I, I became a flat earther. And then as you start going down the rabbit hole, as you all know, there's like so many things to uncover. And it's like, wow, everything that we've pretty much been told is a lie. And so now it's just kind of like an exploration to find out what is the truth. So that's kind of my backstory on flat earth. And I mean, there's just so much evidence out there. Um, like I said, from the fake moon landings to um, a lot of things that NASA does, it's like, what are they hiding? Why are they, why are they lying to us? You know, is really the question. So I look forward to talking to you. Yeah, well, Nathan, it. have you heard this? I mean, one of the things as we read, you know, we did some research, obviously, on it also. Um, yeah. You heard this Nathan Thompson um, mm -hmm. said he was a uh, reproach to man that said he was a NASA employee in Starbucks in May 2017. And Thompson, who's the founder of the official Flat Earth and Global Discussion page, I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, uh, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shouted that he had proof that the Earth is flat, and apparently saying an astronaut drowning was that proof, and that NASA is lying. Well, we obviously know that 
NASA would have to be lying if they're, you know, but do you know about this astronaut drowning thing? I saw nothing else about this anywhere. I mean, um, well, I'm not sure if they drowned it, but I will say that, or drowned, um, I will say that they found, you know, he was having trouble breathing because there was uh, water in his his uh, helmet. Right. And NASA came back and said, hey, oh, that's just normal because there's water in the lines and blah, blah, blah. But what you'll find is um, I took a trip to Houston, and I also know Nathan. Oh, I'm good friends with him, actually. Oh, good. But what you'll, yeah, they do a lot of underwater training, and I knew this way back when I went to Huntsville, Alabama, when I went to space camp. We would do these these missions under the water because they said that it simulates, um, you know, what gravity would be zero gravity would be and blah 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 but you know what's funny is that there's many ways you can fake gravity but we've seen these bubbles in space you know when they go on their spacewalks if you watch really closely sometimes they'll they'll, they'll do a really bad job and you can actually see these bubbles that will be um you know caught on camera and how is that possible well it can only be possible um if, if they're no water so there, there's evidence of, you know, of course they train that way, but um, the, the pictures that they show are, uh, it looks like they're underwater for sure. And some of these um, videos that they show. But yeah, it's crazy. I mean, once you start looking and analyzing the evidence, you're like, wait, wait a second. And there was, there was a guy that actually said um, when he was doing the, the missions, the training, it was so close. Um, at one point, he really said you couldn't tell the difference between the training and the um, the real thing. And so to me, that, that shows evidence of some kind of, you know, either mind, mind control, whatever it is. But, yeah, no, they do a really bad job. Sometimes you'll see glitches in the green screen. Um, when, you really, when you really think, why are they faking it? What are they hiding, you know? So are you... Well, obviously, you think the moon landing's a fake also? You're, you're surmising that? Uh, uh, 100% fake. 100% fake. You know, there's uh, Don Pettit. He's gone on the record. And I actually met Don Pettit when I was in Houston. Um, and it was a total fluke thing. We were in Michigan, and all of a sudden I hear his voice. His voice is unmistakable. And I turn around, and I'm like, it's Don Pettit. I actually got on video, um, and I asked him a couple questions. But, you know, what he said, you know, I go back to the moon in a nanosecond. The problem is we lost the technology to go there. And it's like, how do you freaking lose technology to go there, right? Why haven't we been back? It's odd. I mean, if you just single-handed, like, won the Super Bowl, you watch these guys on their first mission, you know, coming back from the moon, they're all downcast. They're, they won't even make eye contact with each other. You're, you're like, somebody just died. Like, why are these guys not, like, celebrating and telling everybody, you know, about the moon landing? That was with Neil Armstrong and um, Michael Collins um, and, of uh, course, Buzz Aldrin. You know, just study the, the videos of them coming back. And not to mention, they just did such a bad job. You figure, like, how big is the moon compared to the Earth? And we go to the moon and we take this this picture. Well, that's the other thing. We don't really have any real pictures, but we get back and we have this picture of the moon, and it's the same size as, as a, like if you were standing on the Earth taking a picture of the moon. That just doesn't work. Yeah. Because the moon, yeah, the moon, the Earth would be so much bigger, but yet it's the same size. It just doesn't make sense. So that. 
Okay, so it's flat and Antarctica's in the middle. Is that how it is? And, or, uh, um, so yeah, see. just imagine like it's this clock and you have north, which is the <laughs> North Pole, and it's flat, right? So it's flat. And everything uh, going from east to west would be like clockwise or counterclockwise. And it's at the edge is an ice ring, the Antarctic uh, ring is what they call it, which they do call it that. And everything from like you're standing in the middle of the clock, everything going outward, like one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, everything would be south of you. So that ring, the Antarctic ring is, is the southern ring. And, um, and we don't know if there's land beyond Antarctica. We think there is, according to Admiral Byrd, um, and according to some of these, these older history records, you know, what are they hiding? I think that there's more land. They say we can't really go past the 60th parallel, which um, they, they cite for reasons of, you know, we want to protect the environment, the penguins, all these things. But it is odd that all the United Nations get together um, after Admiral Burke goes down there. Incidentally, the names of his missions were Operation High Jump and Operation Fishbowl. Uh, why would you name operations wow. that? But there's a big ice wall, you know, that kind of contains the oceans. Um, and what he discovered down there, he said, there's so much land. There's this amazing resources down here. And right after that, you get the United Nations and they agree, oh, we're going to protect this territory. When have you ever in the history of, of anything seen all of the, the United Nations get together and say, we're not going to fight over land, we're not going to do any of that at Antarctica? It doesn't make sense. They're always fighting over land. Everybody wants a piece of the land, and down there they decide not to. And then once, up, once after Admiral Byrd had done his expeditions, NASA's formed. It becomes militarized. The space program becomes militarized. So you have... You have the outer boundaries of this earth um, being government run, and you have um, the space program, the upper boundaries, if you will, being government run. So they've been hiding this for a while. I think they discovered something with Admiral Byrd that they weren't expecting, and they had to, like, you know, it's all about power and control. <laughs> the first rule of power is you try to stay hidden. You know, don't tell people where they're at and then, you know, control it with the government where you're like, okay. So it is this big thing. Um, we're not the flat earth society. We're definitely kind of our own uh, grassroots movement and we're growing leaps and bounds. Um, and people, you know, they there's a lot of ridicule that happens and so people don't just become a flat earther um, for the fun of it. It's definitely uh, not a road that's fun but if you want the truth um, it's definitely a road to go down. Well it's you're, you're where the UFOers so to speak were at okay. you know 70 yeah. years ago. We don't come out and talk about that you know because yeah. you're nuts you know and then as things came along you know as things moved along people are more open minded they're open mind. I think they're more. I mean, they're more open minded to this concept. Um, although it is, you know, phenomenal. You know, if I mean, is the ice wall like the Game of Thrones? Have you seen Game of Thrones? 
they have that wall. It's like a vice thing. Is it like that? Yeah, it's a great example. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of times you'll watch art imitate life, and it's exactly what it's like. Um, and it's interesting. In the Game of Thrones, I believe, isn't there also a dome, or is that another I'm another not, uh, did you see Game show? Of it might be another uh, show. Uh, yeah, um, but the ice wall is exactly. You know, what's beyond there, we don't know. And, you know, you talk about aliens and things like that. And I will say this, that the word extraterrestrial actually means extra land. Um, and so are there um, life forms outside of this this land mass of Antarctica that goes beyond even there's other ponds, like sort of like what we call ourselves little pond, this pond of Earth? Is there beyond the treacherous, you know, cold elements uh, beyond there, are there another little earth ponds like us? Possibly. Um, that is what the word extraterrestrial means. So I wouldn't put it out there that there couldn't be. Um, but when we think of space inside this earth, you know, uh, this enclosed system with a dome, um, the space is really from the bottom, you know, the bottom of the earth to the top of this dome, the space inside there. And that's where the sun and moon and stars all reside. Um, the stars are actually kind of attached to the firmament, and they move. The sun and moon move, uh, but the earth stands still. It doesn't move. Um, people who, uh, you know, believe in the Bible or various cultures from or different religions, and not just the Bible, the origins of those all have this enclosed system of uh, where the earth is flat, and then there's the sun, moon, and stars inside this earth. Um, container, if you will. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know, you know, there's just so much that is being uncovered now. It's like the sky's the limit, you know, there, there's a glass ceiling, all these little, these little, um, what do you call it, common phrases now have different meaning. And of course, things are hidden in plain sight. When you start to really look at it, you're like, wow, that resembles a flat earth or the Game of Thrones or these, uh, you know, we see um, the Simpsons had this episode where they're like playing baseball and they hit this ball, it goes through the dome <laughs> and water comes down, you know, so there's all these little truth and plain sights everywhere. Yeah, it's pretty, it, now it could it be, I mean, in the Bible, the earth was flat, but it was square. Um, is it, yeah, it has four corners. Yeah, yeah, so is it possible that it's, I mean, it's flat, but yet it's like the square? Or do we know it's yeah, round or or we're right. thinking it's round, I should it say? Could, it could be a circle inside inscribed in a square. That's according to the Bible with the four corners. Um, and they say like that the earth is, you know, God's footstool and he sits upon the circle of the earth at, in the sides of the north where the north would be um, obviously above. And all we really know with a compass is something that points north, right? A compass doesn't point south per se. So could there be like a Tesla coil in the middle of the earth where the moon and the sun get their power um, from this Tesla coil, which would be the throne of God. Uh, Tesla, you know, he was pretty, pretty interesting character too. You know, he talked about if you want to know the everything to for the universe, it's, what do you say, three, six, and nine, it's all frequencies and, and things like that. Yeah, we could so do yeah, a whole Bible, segment on Tesla. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Nikolai is a big story. Big, big story. 
Absolutely. Yeah, big time, big time. Is, so is the, the earth spinning like a record or like if you flip in a coin or how do we, how are we thinking this is working or how do it, Okay. Yeah, good question. So it's not moving. Um, the Bible says the earth doesn't move and we've actually proven this with um, snipers and there is no such thing as Coriolis and Bob Nodal is a good friend of mine. Um, he has a, a group of people called FE Core, and they've done different experiments um, to determine if the Earth is actually moving or is it the, the luminous ether. And Nicholson Morley um, discovered this way back when that it was actually the luminous ether that's moving. Um, as far as like what's underneath the Earth, so if you imagine a coin and it has pillars, underneath the Earth would be like the great deep or what. Um, um, uh, they call it Sheol, the place where people live um, when they die. And I don't, I'm not saying like a literal hell people are burning there. No, it's just the grave. Um, is the earth hollow under there? Possibly. Are there portals down there? Probably. We don't know exactly, but we've only, you know, drilled into the earth. How deep has anyone ever drilled into the earth? I think it's like eight feet. It's not far at all. Um, a molten core? No, it can't happen. I mean, it maybe, but it's definitely not iron there because what happens to iron when it gets hot? There's a Curie point and it loses its magnet, magnetic um, properties. So it can't be this, this magnetic core of a, a spinning goal. What moves are the sun, moon, and stars, the luminaries? They move. And um, everything else, it just stands still. It's not flipping. It's not just, there's not like, Antarctica would be on the edges. And so you have kind of this flat disk of how um, the land masses uh, sit on this round record, if you will, a stable coin. So basically the, unders, we're, the underside is un unexplored. We really don't know. I've read somewhere where it's, oh, it's just rocks. It's just you know, the underside of the, or is it also flat on the bottom? Do we know? I mean, do we, well, we don't really know, but do we think it's flat um, underneath? It's, it's possible. I mean, I think of like a snow globe. If you look at a snow globe, there's, you know, it's flat inside there and there's this dome, which I think is why they call it, you know, the greenhouse effect. Yeah. They talk about the earth having this, this greenhouse thing. Um, and then underneath it may have pillars. And, and so what is it standing on? We don't know. Um, above the dome is water. And probably under the earth, I think, is possibly, if you've ever seen Stranger Things, you know, the underside, the underworld. Right. It is possible that stuff does exist under there. But I sure as heck... Um, <laughs> You know, they talk about the hollow earth theory. And, and as a matter of fact, Admiral Byrd was kind of big on the hollow earth theory. I think the flat earth and the hollow earth are not mutually exclusive. I think you could have a hollow earth in this model for sure. Like, is there, are there portals, are there tunnels under there for traveling and, and what exists under there? Probably, you know, there probably is kind of this hollow thing that could happen under there. Yeah, we don't know. But of course, like I said, we've only, you know, Americans or whoever, anybody on this earth, I think the world record for the ability to drill down, I don't know, is it eight 
eight miles or something. It's eight it's to not ten very miles far. or something like that. I think I said eight feet. Yeah, yeah it's eight hot. Miles, it gets, yeah, it's, it's hot, but they don't, can't, you know, they don't know. I mean, they're assuming it's something. The reason for it getting hotter is the, you know, the middle of the earth, the magma and all that. But yeah, um, think about it. You couldn't have that. So if they, let's say we went with that theory. Okay, the earth is like this this hot ball of something in the middle of this hot magma core. And then you could not have that and have a magnet. You couldn't because there's a Curie point iron. They say it's an iron core, a mag, you know, full of, of hot something, you know, burning liquid, burning molten iron, molten iron. Right, right? Yeah. You can't have that and have magnetic properties. Because it, the Curie point um, at that heat level would just, it would lose all its magnetic properties. So right there, we know for a fact that can't happen. Yeah, it's interesting with the, you know, what's underneath the earth. I mean, one of the theories for UFOs is that they come, possibly can come from inside the earth somewhere. Um, I know I read when I was, a, when I was a younger um, I read a book called The Hollow Earth, and Richard Bird had this. I think it was Richard Bird. Um, yeah. Had discovered when he went to the North Pole. I don't know which which one he went to actually, but yeah. Um, found uh, plant life and warm water coming out of uh, certain areas, and uh, they didn't go into a great uh, detail about that, but. Um, the Nazis also were uh, trying to get up there and, you know, find this, you know, hollow uh, entrance into the earth. I mean, we, you know, and this um, really doesn't, you know, disprove anything either way, but there could be something underneath, you know, the UFOs could be coming from, I hate to drag you into UFO land, but uh, it could be, you know, they could be coming from inside the earth. You know, there's lots of theories. Yeah, or under... Yeah, yeah, I think they're probably interdimensional beings, or they have a way of um, traveling from these different ponds, you know, outside of this realm. And it's possible, you know, not outer space per se, but just this outer land, extraterrestrial, extra land outside of Antarctica. Right. They're able to get through, like you said, maybe there is this portal under the earth that allows them to travel that way. It wouldn't surprise me because if you think about it, the way this earth is designed with Antarctica, just in general, it's treacherous. It's tough to get there. So if I was the creator of this earth and I didn't want someone going to these outer ponds, I would make it really difficult for them to get there. So maybe they they have technology that allows them to travel under the earth and, and through these like portals under the earth, or they have these, uh, this ability to um, get past the ice wall or whatever. Right. That's yeah. interesting. So we don't know what's on the bottom. We don't know if it's flat or on the other side, or if it's could be, it, it could it be that it's flat, but yet it's desolate and round on the other side. It's just, <laughs> you know, we don't know what, do we have any idea what this thing is on the bottom? I mean, if you if you look at the biblical cosmology, it is it's um, these pillars that are standing on basically this this floor, if you will, of of a big giant uh, water. It could be like this big ocean that we're living under. 
um, and then what's underneath the flood earth, it would just be more water. Um, but yet it's, it's, the pillars are on the ocean floor. So it's stable. It can't move. Um, you know, could it be like, I mean, like a, the flip side, could it be like a ball earth? I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> we don't, we don't know. We don't have any evidence of that. So just using kind of biblical cosmology and ancient cosmology, People think, oh, they were stupid. They didn't know anything. And that is not true at all. If we look at some of these records that's been hidden from us, hidden history, we find incredible technology. I mean, just go into the whole um, Egyptians and, and Peru, you know, down in um, these these blocks that I forget the name of the Cusco blocks. You know, that doesn't make sense. How did these get, yeah, get the formed? How did they have yeah. this technology? They were brilliant. So something um existed you know the the mud flood and all these things that have been hidden from us history has been completely botched but yeah we, we just don't know but according to the ancient history that we're uncovering there is no evidence of a ball there's absolutely no curve we can't find evidence of it at all so i, I have to ask go ahead so hi this is kevin show um so i'm curious about going back to the the space flight thing in uh, Colonel Alderon, um, his, his rea- I don't know if you guys saw the reaction that when that guy asked him up to him and asked him to swear on the Bible that he had landed on the moon and he ended up punching the guy in the mouth. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. had seen that, but um, it kind of makes sense that, you know, his violent reaction to a critic, um, certainly if he had actually landed on the moon, who, who cares? Everybody has an opinion about something. But, but my question is, why would we have space flights then? Um, are they, are we thinking that they're unmanned? Um, absolutely. Good question. Are the space flights unmanned? Well, <clears throat> we do know that, uh, when you watch, when you watch a, the shuttle go up or you watch a rocket go up, mm-hmm. it arcs in a fashion that they're saying, oh, we're trying to, to get through the window of space. So we have to kind of, you know, not necessarily go straight up. It goes up and then it curves to the right. Kind of mm-hmm. like Disney, you know, Disney had that little, um, when they use their wand, that magic wand, and it kind of goes to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a similar, <laughs> it's a cartoon, really. Yeah. So, yeah, there are manned flights. What's interesting, if you do some research, it's going to blow your mind. Okay. Remember the Challenger explosion? Yes, remember of course. All of the, of course. Yeah, remember, like, Kristen McAuliffe and all yes. the people that went up? Yes, tragic, yes. Well, if you do some research, those people are still alive. As a matter of fact, they still have the same names, and they look exactly like they, the astronauts that went up and died. So what's that about? Oh, well, that's new. Um, I've that's never heard that. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. Holy cow, that's something that's <laughs> Holy Toledo. That's another episode Ooh, right we. there. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. without surprise, Holy, that's um, phenomenal. Yeah, they're unmanned. Okay. And these, they go probably into the Bermuda Triangle is my oh. guess of where these, they land or they, they, they don't um, go into space. And that's, you know, if we follow the money, NASA makes $58 million a day. And so if you follow the money, what are we getting from that? When you study these, these pictures and, um, you know, going back, not to get too far off base here, but going back, you know, to Buzz, you had mentioned Buzz Aldrin mm-hmm. and, um, that reporter, I forget his name, but yeah, I, forget him as well. I think he did Funny Thing Happens on the Way to the Moon. That was the name of okay. the um, the movie, which is a great movie. Everyone should watch that. 
um, the evidence is just botched up. Yeah, so Colonel Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin, he's, you know, he went to West Point. So I was a big fan of his, and mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and now I wonder, why did he kick, why did he punch him in the yeah, face? Yeah, yeah, that was, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he... Obviously, he struck a nerve. Aldrin, he was interviewing this little this little girl was interviewing him about you know going back to the moon and mm -hmm. and she asked him you know well why haven't we gone back to the moon he goes that's not a question for a little girl oh. he says the truth is we didn't oh. like it's like he he flipped you know oh. um, he I guess what do you say when you you tell the truth on accident he told the uh, truth yeah. there and we never did go to the moon how come we've never been back supposedly yeah. We're going back in 2024. And that was my question for um, Don Pettit. You know, you said we lost the technology to go there. Yeah. Well, what technology are you going to be utilizing to go to the moon? What technology? Because supposedly you can't get past the Van Allen belts. And even oh. with this Orion mission going to Mars, mm -hmm. that was one of the things that NASA said, oh, we have this problem of trying to get through the Van Allen belts. Well, how'd y'all get through the panel belts when you went to the moon? This right. big blanket of radiation. So they can't keep their story straight. And I don't know if they just, they're they're not doing a good job of any more of lying because people can see through the holes. But yeah, we want our money back. We're coming back. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> want a refund. <laughs> yeah, we want our money back. <laughs> Um, that is it crazy. begs the question of why would they do it? Why would they fake it? Well, it's possible that they did have this Russian um, space race, and they, you know, we were worried that we had to put a man on the moon, even though every single mission prior to that that moon mission goes off with that, you know, we had that. I forget the name of the astronaut that burned up. Um, and he was he was actually trying to tell people, hey, this is a joke. He hung a lemon on the door of his um some his room i only know parts of the story but turns out like he was trying to tell people hey this is a lemon it's it's not true and then he ends up burning up in the that's apollo was, apollo one yeah they all that Gus grissom yeah grissom and white and i yep. think it was chaffee and i think that um yeah i remember them uh, i saw something about that and they indicated that they actually hung a lemon on the outside of the aircraft they they felt that it was not going to be a good ship to fly if in fact it was going to fly and of course they ended up <clears throat> burning up tragically um and another curious thing about that whole thing is apollo 11 is is armstrong you know i mean he was um he you know he became a recluse i mean he didn't want to talk to anybody um right buzz was more outspoken in the media than uh than neil was and of course michael collins just passed so we'll never know his version of the right. story at least i don't know but uh <clears throat> excuse me but yeah interesting um yeah doesn't anybody doesn't that raise, raise a red flag for people to say when they got back from the moon they were of course in seclusion yes but then when they come out to talk to the reporters they're all downcast they won't make eye contact yeah. Yeah, nobody was yeah. like cheering or anything they were just like something really bad had happened yeah yeah, and it's interesting that we go, and we was talking about this with our, we have uh, one of my good friends comes on here, Dr. Bill, and uh, we haven't colonized Mars, or excuse me, we haven't colonized the moon, yet we're already exploring Mars. I mean, 
wouldn't we put a colony on the moon to experiment and make all the mistakes we're going to make in space before we move on to Mars? It just seems like, you know, it's, everything's out of order. Yeah. Totally. Um, you're right on there. And of course, they would be making money. They would have That's hotels the up there. They would yeah. be like, get your first round trip ticket to Mars and, you know, pay all this money. So it's like, yeah, it makes absolutely zero sense. Uh, what was it? Newsweek came out back in, I think, 2019, where they kind of moved the goalpost a little bit. They said, oh, the moon is now inside of Earth's atmosphere. What? And so then that, of course, yeah, it's a Newsweek article that oh. came out and they said, oh, yeah, we're going to kind of move the goalpost now. The, the moon is inside Earth's atmosphere. Oh, my God. And we're like, okay, well, right, if that's yeah. the case, then did we even go to space? And the answer is wow. no. So they can't have it both ways. They can't say we went to the moon and and we went to outer space. Of course, outer space is supposedly only defined at the Kármán line, which I think is 62 miles. Uh, but then you kind of wonder, they change that a lot too. And it's like an aircraft above a certain amount too is also considered a, um, a satellite. And yeah. NASA's really good at setting up Satellites. You can kind of research this. In fact, they would do it from Antarctica too. But they send up these satellites, which are nothing but balloons. So people say, "Well, what about satellites? You know, there's all these satellites up there. We get our space. Uh, and we don't get our space program. We get our TV programs on satellites. You know, all this stuff." Well, it turns out these aren't even real like satellites as people think of. You know, space junk up there. No, they're balloons. Their balloons are their high-flying aircraft. Wow. Um, yeah, and so what is the ISS? The ISS, I believe, um, and I'm doing more research on it, is a U-2 plane with hologram technology, which they've known and had. So underneath the plane, it actually looks like the ISS is up there, but it's not. It's um, it's a high-flying airplane. Because you think about it, how big is the ISS? It's not much bigger than a football field, and it's supposedly up there like 300-some miles in low Earth orbit, which they say that's the highest we can go. We can't go past low Earth orbit. Um, and then you say, okay, well, how big is an airplane? A 747. You know, not very big, and you can barely see that with the naked eye. Yeah. But then we're supposed to believe that you can see something as big as a football field, you know, 300-some miles up. It just doesn't make sense. It would make sense that it would be this high-flying aircraft, which is, I think, the U-2, um, with the holographic technology on its belly. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So do you, uh, do you believe in, I mean, do you, I would say believe, do you, acknowledge UFOs or alien tech, aliens and that kind of thing with what even with what you're, I know you're kind of studying. Well, it sounds like you are studying the flat earth theory. Um, how do UFOs and extraterrestrial, do they fit into this at all? Um, yeah. So um, extraterrestrial is it, the word itself just means extra land. And are there beings out there? Are there some kind of um, intelligent life force outside of this earth, this flat earth? Um, 
on these extra lands. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, people will say, okay, they're demons. They're interdimensional beings, according, you know, they, they, um, highly intelligent, very intelligent, um, demons or fallen angels or, you know, something outside of a human form. Yes, I too, I totally believe that's possible. Um, and the structure gives it like, is there this outer space? Well, if you define earth, you know, inside this, if you look at like a, like a, a snow globe, is there life outside of this snow globe? Yeah, I think there definitely could be. There is. Um, okay, where do they exist? Well, they could exist one of two places. There's outer lands, kind of like earth pods, like what we live in are outside, um, you know, extended beyond the Antarctic ice wall, or they um, exist under the earth, inside the earth, you know, this area that's what we call Sheol, um, this, this land inside the earth, not like a, inside a bowl, but inside like under the ground and tunnels and things. Um, or they exist like us, um, just different parts of, you know, this, this, this extended plane. Well, they could be us from the future. There's all kinds of different concepts. Oh, man, that's, be, that's crazy. You know, well, they right? just I come, mean, they're yeah, us. I mean, this is what we would, we evolved into this gray. I mean, as you can see, humans, you know, as humans evolve over, I don't know if it could be millions of years, however, it would have to be if an evolution, if we evolved to, to that point. But it, in the flat earth theory, is there space? We just, we have. <clears throat> planets like earth and ponds yeah. you still believe that there's others out there and there's still the universe and there's yes. so it's still um still has we don't know if they're you know if they're calling if, if we have um beans or anything on them like we don't know now but um right right yeah so if you imagine like if you look at maps of um like ancient Asian maps. I'm fascinated with maps because they tell the story, right? Um, true map, <clears throat> maps, true navigation maps back from, you know, they've had, they've had maps forever. I mean, we used to travel by vessels forever. There's this idea of a mud flood that Earth was, you know, kind of during this reset, um, as they started uncovering things the railroads weren't really built. They were just uncovered. They just existed for a long time. So um, and we have evidence of these mud floods, these megalithic structures that you can go look. They're buried. And even even houses, if you go and look in um, Chicago back in the early 30s, they had the World Fair in Chicago. And these, this incredible technology that they had just back then, and we have pictures of it. So these, these pictures are emerging of this incredible civilization just a few hundred years ago. Um, history is not what it's, we've been told. It is completely fabricated. So what are they hiding? Well, um, they're probably hiding the shape of the earth, the technology that we've had. You say, like, humans evolving, could they be aliens from the future, you know? based on like this, maybe this, um, 
maybe we live in a simulation according to Elon Musk, who I really don't, I don't really trust that guy either, but um, maybe we live in a simulation, kind of like the Matrix, and, you know, there's there's these intelligent humans who've figured out through technology, and they look, you know, they look kind of like us, but they're different, are they then, and they're able to travel, possibly, you know, I don't know if they can travel back in time, they certainly can travel through time and forward, um, but, you know, we don't know. But as I was saying, like with, with technology and of course the history that they've hidden from us, yeah, so the universe actually just means one, universe. It's the work we get from university. Um, it's this idea of, you know, it's been evolved through this big bang and spinning balls. And, and people say, well, how come? How come everything's a ball? And yet you're saying the earth is flat. No, I'm saying that just because it looks like a ball, doesn't mean it is a ball. I mean, if you look at the moon, it's always the same size. I mean, it's always the same side. We never see the dark side of the moon. It's always pointing toward us. And so how does that work in an enclosed system? Well, I think it's a hologram. I mean, because you can look at the moon and it's always following us from every person's vantage point. That's hologram for sure. That sounds so like, inside, sim, sim, excuse me, yeah. sorry. Um, simulation theory. I know you brought that up with Elon uh, and yeah. all that. Um, uh, we had a listener uh, email us and says you have to do the simulation theory, which we will do. Oh, and of course everybody, yeah. did, you know, was that the Matrix thing? Yeah, it's oh, kind really? of the Matrix. We're not really in. We're not really. Yeah, it's just like the Matrix. We're not really. We're they, we're like puppets, basically. You know, and people are, uh -huh. you know, watching us from somewhere else. I don't really know if I subscribe. Although it doesn't really matter if I subscribe, it is something we want to talk about. And as I, yeah. it's kind of like this when, as I talk to someone, you know, you you hear about flat Earth theory, and I don't, I, you're probably the only one I've run across. And I know you're you're saying, well, this isn't something people, maybe you guys don't readily like. I'll ask them, I'll run across somebody, and I'll randomly ask them, hey, do you believe in UFOs? And you know, they don't, you know, it's like there's so much in the news now about it, you know, but you don't see any, well, I don't want to say any, but you don't see a whole lot of flat earth, um, in the media. I mean, it, you know, but I understand yeah. that I understand that it's getting, it's gaining traction and it's in its interest. Um, they say it's 200, uh, I think it's like 200 new people a day become oh, wow. interested wow. in the, in the theory of the flat earth. So it's, it's, yeah, gaining. it's absolutely growing. I mean, we can't measure curvature. So people are kind of like, water always finds its level. I mean, if in the ball earth theory, you have the earth, which is what 70% water. Well, how does it curve? Water doesn't curve. It always finds its level. And this ball that is 70% water, it can't curve. It's why it's called sea level. And they say gravity, oh, gravity makes it curve. And blah, blah, blah. well, we can't measure it because we've gone out. And we cannot see a curve, no matter what. They say, oh, well, the boat's going over the curve of the Earth. That proves the Earth is a curve. No, it doesn't. It's circular logic. Um, but when we go out and we, we test this theory, we've gone out, and I live in Dana Point, and I can actually go out and measure this. I see sailboats supposedly going over the curve every day. But with technology now, I have a P900, Nikon Coolpix P900. I can actually zoom that sailboat right back into my... My, my field of view. So is it going over the curve or not? Well, no, it's not. It's going out of our perspective. 
And so there's so many things that like, you know, when we, the higher we go up, the higher the horizon rises to eye level. And they say, oh, well, that's because the earth is so big. You can't really, no, it's not. You're telling me the earth is 24,000 miles in circumference. And according to that, eight inches per mile squared will give me the curvature equation of the earth. So I should be able to measure a curve. And I can't, none of us can. And so we're, we're just begging the question of like, okay, well, if there is no curve, then there is no wall, period. There can't be. So is it a simulation theory? Possibly. I mean, that's a better explanation. But we can't go to the moon. We can't land on it. Um, the, the moon is a light. You know, you think about it, You see this moon, and it's so bright in the sky. And they say, oh, that's a reflection of the sun. But then when we measure the moon temperature, it's cold. It doesn't even, like, heat up. If it was this this big ball that's like a temp, you know this this reflection of the sun and it's it's got that same light. No, I'm a photographer and Chris will probably verify this too. When we actually try to expose for the moon, we use a cool light. We use fluorescent lighting. We use that same those same settings for the moon. If it's really the sun, you wouldn't use those settings to to take a picture of it. The final thing I'll say about the moon, and I, have, I could go on and on, is that it's so bright. And when these astronauts supposedly landed on it, it wasn't bright at all. It was dark and dreary and dusty. That's not the picture of the moon that we see with our eyes. It should have been blinding. That light should have been so bright you couldn't even take a picture. And that's another thing, the whole Hasselblad taking this medium format uh, pictures up there with those big clunky gloves and they took supposedly they took all these pictures of the moon with the Hasselblad and, and these big clunky, you know, <laughs> these these gloves. How could you even focus anything? None of it makes sense. There's so many holes in it. And then once you really start going down this rabbit hole, you're like, okay, so what is it? It's clearly not a wall. So where do we live? Where's home? We don't have real pictures. They're all CGI or paintings. And NASA admits this. So give us a real spinning picture of our Earth. They can't do it because they can't take it. They don't have the ability to take a picture of the Earth. This guy, Picard, he went up in this uh, first manned um, weather balloon back in the 1900s. And, and what he said he discovered was he got high enough to kind of see this flat disk with upturned edges. Well, what does that tell you? It's definitely not a ball. And um, this was in Scientific American back in the eight, 19-something, um, 1918, or I can't remember exactly with my dates. But all the evidence points to an um, enclosed system, flat Earth, um, that's, you know, where the sun, moon, stars go inside. And people say, well, everything's, you know, these spherical objects, whatever. I just said that's a logical fallacy. You look at a basketball court, right? You have a basketball, that's a ball. But you have the court, that's not a ball, that's a flat space. You have the, the scoreboard, that's not a ball. So people say, oh, all these things are balls, and so we have to be too. No, that's not true at all. Um, first of all, proof we're a ball, we're not. But just because certain objects are balls inside of, a, of a, an enclosed system doesn't mean that everything is. You and I aren't walking around. We're not spherical objects, you know? So, yeah, I could go on and on and on about, you know, the Earth being now what we're told it is. Um, I have a documentary that's coming out. I'm a I'm a director and a producer and it's called it's called um The Flatlanders and you can find us on our website. It's called flatsmackfilms.com. Flatsmackfilms.com and it's coming out a series 
a docu-series on the Flat Earth. And so we're going to be launching our first episode in August of this year. And I hope people will just kind of tune in and give it a fair shake and see, you know, some of the things that we're, we're pointing out because the Earth is not what we've been told for sure. So does that documentary kind of about give us some, in, well, I, you've definitely given us a lot of insight on the, the subject. Does it go deeper into um, this topic of the Flat Earth? Um, oh yeah i mean there's it's so hard to really scratch the surface of you know the flutter we could go down so many avenues but um yeah it's going to be a, a series because we can't possibly cover everything in an, an hour or two hour documentary so um it's called the flatlander series and you can find um you know we have a trailer we have a couple trailers out there on youtube of what the it's going to be but the first episode of a series of nine or 13, nine to 13 um, episodes for the first season. You know, we have multiple seasons of this because there's just so many places and um, topics to uncover with the flat earth. And it doesn't really stop at the flat earth. I mean, once you realize, okay, this is not what we've been told, then you can get into other topics too, such as the giants. And of course you mentioned Admiral Burt, Operation High Jump, Operation Fishbowl, uh, Operation Paperclip, which was Werner von Braun, who actually started NASA, he had said one of the last things that they're going to do, and he, I think he kind of became a flat earther at the end, or he came clean. Um, he said, you know, there's going to be this fake alien invasion. That's going to be the next thing. And we're seeing these topics of, you know, Fox News and all these people saying the government's hiding stuff and Area 51 is all going to come out. Yeah, it probably will come out, but I don't know. They're going to try to weaponize it or they're going to con control it. And if they're going to try to do that, then, of course, you're going to be in for some uh, some fake alien invasion stuff with Operation um, Bluebeam and Operation Starbeam. Um, those are things that people can kind of go research, too. You know, the government's going to try to spin this however they can. Maybe. I mean, I don't want to just say all bad things about the government, you know, but they're, they're, they do some things that are just kind of, like, hidden from us, you know? Yeah, that's what they like to do. Hey, did you, did you hear about the group of people that went on a cruise to find, it was the Flat Earthers, that tried to find the ice wall on a ship? Did you hear anything about that? I think they were planning on doing that. Did they ever um, do? Did I, they ever get yeah, to do that? Yeah, they're like Robbie, Robbie, um, I can't remember his last name. But yeah, they were planning on trying to find this ice wall. Um, I don't think it ever did anything. I mean, I would do it in a heartbeat. One of my bucket lists is to go to the North Pole and the South Pole. And, you know, what they say is the South Pole, I think, is just kind of this island. Because you can go research this right now. Um, the South Pole, there's a magnetic south, and there's a true south, and there's and it's moving. So, of course, the goalpost is moving, right? Um, but, yeah, so there is an ice wall. Um, as far as what they tell us, where it is, we don't know. Um, but I would just probably say go south from any point where you are right now. If you just keep going south, you should hit, you should hit something, but it's highly militarized. It's hard to, um, really it, explore beyond the 60th parallel. Yeah. I mean, one know? of the stories I read is that NASA has people that keep people off the ice wall so they can't go over it and find out the truth. I don't know if it's, well, they have a, they have a, um, I don't know what size complement is, but they have Marines down there. And I, when I heard that, I'm like, why the heck do they have Marines on, on Antarctica? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Maybe that's <laughs> the reason. I mean, yeah. guarding, guarding yeah. the truth. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, um, 
I know Russia's down there big time. They're doing something, some big project down there. Um, something about a hole, digging a hole or something. So there's obviously, but sending the Marines down to uh, Antarctica, which I mean, nobody wants to go to Antarctica anyway, or at least. No, uh, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless they got, you know, renegade, renegade penguins or something down there, you know, killer penguins from there. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah. so there's obviously something now that they want hidden, whatever that is. Right. More likely the truth. Yeah, they're hiding it. So I have to ask, what do you think causes the tides then? If we're supposedly the moon isn't interacting with the, uh, if it's a hologram, and what do you think causes the tides? Yeah, so I do think that, you know, the moon and the sun, they're both uh, like anode and cathode batteries, and you have this salt water that, you know, if you ever look at a battery with salt water, you can kind of research that, not to get into too much depth here. So I do think that, well, if, first of all, if the moon controlled the tides of the ocean, wouldn't they also control mud, you know, puddles and little tiny lakes and stuff like sure. that? I mean, why, why just the ocean? Sure. Well, Good that's, point. you know, that's interesting. Um, so what does control the tides? Well, I think that it's just the sun and the moon going in their little perspective circuits. Uh, it does create kind of this magnetic pull. There is some, there is magnetism, and we can't deny that. Mm -hmm. We know how they fake, you know, this gravity thing. We know it's it's their magnetics, by magnetic levitation. They can do that. They've done it since the 70s. So yeah, so I think the Tesla coil being at the north. This big Tesla coil has uh, the ability to um, create this energy and, you know, study Tesla coils and stuff with the sun and moon being cathode and anode batteries with the salt water of this big giant ocean going over it. You're going to have these, um, these waves, these tides. Wow. Sure. Wow. Uh, but is it, is it from the gravity of the moon? No way. Cause it would affect every water source that yeah. your swimming pool should have tides. <laughs> You're right. I didn't think about it that yeah. way. Holy cow. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, so it's a rabbit hole. It's really yeah. fun to go down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you can keep it lighthearted. It, it's it's dark. If you keep going really down, you're like, why are they hiding this from us? But, you know, man should know who the creator is. I mean, if there's a building, you have a builder. And so I think it just leads people to a creator. Um, and why are they trying to hide the creator? That is the biggest question I have. That's a big one, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Shelly, thank you very much for yes. most insightful. That's probably one of the most insightful episodes we've done. I'd have to say, yes. You know, and really appreciate you joining us. Um, Kevin, thanks for coming along. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to... Alien Probe Podcast at gmail.com. Visit us at Facebook at the Alien Probe Podcast, our website, alienprobe.net, Twitter and Instagram at Alien Probe Pod. Find us on all podcast platforms and now catch us on YouTube. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. Until next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>